Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, your significant other, children, family, friends, community, and higher power, this show is for you. We explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. The show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Coach Kay. Let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back Show started. We share with you today the secret power to intimacy to create a life you love or love the life you create. Now, here's your host, Dr. April and co-host, Coach Kay. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. How are you doing, Coach Kay? Doing amazing. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. So I'm excited about the show. I was excited because it's the topic it was or is when intimacy goes wrong. Yeah, that's this is definitely a, a good topic to touch on. Um, so I'm excited about it as well. Yes, yes. I have to let all our audience members know. I'm so sorry that Susie Hayes will not be joining us, but our Coach K and I can definitely handle this topic, and we're going to have a wonderful discussion. In fact, Coach K and I decided we're going to give you 10 top tips of what's going to happen when intimacy goes wrong. And I think oh. that's going to be amazing. Yeah, helpful to some so many people. Yes, definitely. But as you know, we always have a charity of the month that we love to support, and this month, we are supporting the charity of La Casa de las Madres. Oh, awesome. <laughs> it is a wonderful organization that helps people with domestic violence of all ages, 355 days of the year. So it's a great thing to help people transform their lives. Much needed, much needed. So I'm really excited. And here's to La Casa de las Madres. And we appreciate them for being around. <laughs> right, definitely. And if you're interested, go to the website at www.lacasa.org. Yes. So let's now, let's get started into our topic. If you're out there and you're on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and you have like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? When intimacy goes wrong, this is the show to listen to. Yes. So top 10. Well, I'm going to start off with the first that I was like, when I saw the topic and this is something that um, I get calls about. So when intimacy goes wrong, one of the first things I thought about um, is what happens when a guy loses his erection? Hmm. Mm, yes, yes. And so people are like, oh my gosh, do we continue to have sex or you play around or I get so upset? What I am going to tell you is when a person loses their erection, do not stop playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Continue what you're doing because what happens many times is that erection may come back up. But if you panic, and say, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen, yada, yada, yada. And you get so worried, it's going to stop it. But if you continue to play, because there's so many different ways to enjoy the whole intimacy, the sexual intimacy, so many different ways. It is. And it, it adds to it when you, when you give it 
too much negative attention, it adds to what's happening. So it it even adds another layer onto it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. So my top tip for this, like I said, it's keep playing, enjoy, use your imagination and have fun. Yes. Uh, I yes. love that tip. <laughs> yes. So tip number two for Coach K. Piggybacking off of what you just said, um, and I alluded to it a little bit, you know, when you feed into something negatively, negatively, you add stress to the situation. So many times when intimacy goes wrong, um, it could be because of stress. Mm -hmm. And one way, and you gave some really great ways to kind of come off of that particular thing when it comes to stress, but one way or a helpful tip to avoid stress within your relationship is to honestly talk about what's weighing you down. Um, and I can say that sometimes we don't even recognize when we're stressed. Mm -hmm. So if you are recognizing this in your partner, then find a gentle way to bring it up and just say, hey, it looks like you're a little bit, you know, overwhelmed because no one wants to hear that they're stressed. Right. looks like you're a little bit overwhelmed. Is there something that I can take off of your plate? And who, listen, the floodgates and legs may start opening up when you start to ask what you can do for them. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Yeah. And so to piggyback off and that was a great number two is to communicate talk about it open it up yes so i'm piggyback off for you on a number third thing is what happens when intimacy goes wrong when you have no energy you feel tired or maybe your stomach hurts or whatever the case may be kind of like what you said to talk about it do not go and try to just lay there and have sex. Mm, yes. Because, you know, so many people fake it and it's just, that's just, the guy can feel it or if the guy's trying to fake it, the woman can feel it. Yeah. So what do you do? One thing that you could do instead of just saying, hell no, I don't feel like it. <laughs> don't you see my stomach hurt? Don't you see I had a damn stressful day? Don't you see the, you know, X, Y, Z? A good way is to say, honey, I would love to. Can we um, do this tomorrow between such and such time? Yes. Don't just say a blam no. Yeah. Rejection is is hurtful and it, it may stop your right. partner from ever asking you again to be intimate with them. Right. A lot of times it builds up resentment. Yes. So yes. yes, definitely. So what's the fourth tip when intimacy goes wrong? Now, this is, I think this is so awesome that the ones that we have are just kind of flowing with each other because when I think of um, what could cause intimacy to go wrong, uh, many times is anger. Mm. Anger is a very fast way to lust, to know um, that we don't really think about, you know, if you're angry, how can you feel true affection or want to be touched or want to be loved by your partner or, or engage in any type of sexual activity? 
And so a helpful tip when it comes to anger being in a relationship or between you and your partner in a relationship is to speak about what it is that is causing your anger because you may not be angry at your partner, mm-hmm. but if you're just in an anger mode and you're not communicating what's going on, then your partner's going to take that on as if they've done something or you could take a time out for yourself. Right. You can simply say, Hey babe, can you give me about 10 minutes? I just want to go in the bathroom, take a nice hot shower, decompress from my day. And when I come out, I want to tell you all about it and what's going on with me. Mm. That's such a much better way than just being angry. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yes. So, and that was a great tip there. I'm going to take it all the way to the left and the sense of when intimacy goes wrong, I'm thinking about when it's just bad and stale and you feel like it is damn boring. Yes. <laughs> so a great tip. And, and throughout all of these tips, we've been talking a lot about communicating. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Is to communicate your needs. Learn how to or even communicate your needs and be open to spice things up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we've been doing this in the bedroom, same thing, missionary, whatever the case may be. You know, what if I were to get on top? What if I were to go to a a sex shop and get X, Y, Z toy, you know, or I want to experiment and like, let's imagine us somewhere else, you know, on the beach or in the jungle or, you know, with the whip or chains or whatever. The thing is to spice it up and you're like, oh my gosh, but I don't know. Well, what if you were to try something and it could be just a simple thing? Mm -hmm. Um, Try it once. If you don't like it, then I'll never try it again. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, speaking of that, um, me and my husband were sitting around, you know, we, we've been married going on, it's 16 years. We've been together almost 20. Right. And a fun thing that I thought about was like, oh my gosh, what if I created this? Um, Cause I have a 30 days of chat, 30 days of intimacy challenge. What about a 15 days of sex challenge? Right. What if I'm able to just talk about 15 different ways, nothing like hanging from the ceiling, no, no Mimi shower curtain stuff, but just exactly what you said, just change one thing, right? You know, putting your leg in a different position could completely change your life. <laughs> right. Or going in the other side of the bed. Right. <laughs> so that is a really good one. Um, when things kind of get complacent or boring is to switch it up. Yes. So number six, six. (laughs) when what can cause intimacy to go wrong, I would think about just overall a low libido. Mm. This is something that can occur naturally that is no fault of anyone whatsoever other than we have human bodies and our human bodies are amazing, but they're human bodies. Um, This could be caused from some of the things that we actually just spoke about, such as the stress or whatever else. But 
a helpful tip when it comes to low libido is number one, being able to, for yourself, recognize that, you know, I've been going a whole 30 days and I haven't felt any type of spark. I haven't, you know, my, my genitalia has not jumped. Even when I saw one of my favorite commercials that usually right. kind of woo get me in the mood. Um, so recognizing that and then seeking medical help first, mm-hmm. it is okay to make an appointment with your urologist, your GYN, your primary care doctor, a neurologist, right? just to say, you know, there's something happening within my sexual drive um, and they may need to check your hormone levels or, you know, all kinds of things. But once you've been clear medically, then it's time to sit with your partner and talk things through because some of the other five things that we just mentioned could be the cause of that low libido. Right. And I would say, because I just got a call earlier today and um, she was calling for sex therapy as a sex therapist. And I asked her that same thing. I said, had you talked to your gynecologist? You know, had you? Yeah, because I think sometimes it's even better. Um, and I love seeing people, but I do think sometimes it's good to go the medical route first. Mm-hmm. And then if that everything clears and your hormones clear, then sometimes come talk to a therapist if you if you and your husband or partner cannot, you know, yes. But I agree definitely with you. And it's okay that if something isn't working or feeling right in your body, instead of thinking it's gonna get better on its own, yes. Yeah, it, it's it's the whole, oh, it'll work itself out thing. I, I really want people to think about if a nail was in your tire. Right. How long can you drive before it eventually burst? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think we're on number seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when intimacy goes wrong. Hmm. One thing that I was thinking of is that Maybe you want to have intimacy and you want to have intimacy with your partner, but you guys are so busy. You Mm -hmm. want it Monday, you want it Tuesday, whatever the case may be, things are not happening. Somehow you're missing. And I know um, people think, oh my gosh, scheduling sex is like the worst thing. But in reality, when you put it on the calendar, you make it a priority. Yes. Yes. Just like um, those doctor visits I was talking about, when you go and you make an appointment and you're like putting it on your phone and you make it a priority. Yes. Now you say, well, April, how does, how can you not take the, well, is that going to take the spontaneity out of it? When you put it on the appointment on your calendar, then you can be spontaneous on so many other aspects. Yes. But at least you have the damn time and he or she, your partner knows it, and they're being prepared to. Absolutely. You're making time. And then you look, you're looking forward to this date. Like, my gracious, I don't know what's going to happen. You could show up at the door with just a trench coat on and a pair of heels. Right. You could say, meet me in the lobby of the most expensive hotel in the whole wide world. And you guys can go sneak off in the bathroom. I'm not telling you to do it. So don't get in trouble behind me. I'm just making examples. (laughs) Exactly. 
but the how how you do it is the spontaneity part of it right but like you said just get it on the schedule yes yes so what is tip number eight so when intimacy go wrong one thing that we don't really even think about that it could be is illness mm. when you are and I'm not talking about, you know, I have a cold or flu because that can be something too. But there are some people that have chronic illnesses that don't necessarily allow them to, one, feel sexy enough to want to be intimate. But two, their body doesn't feel well enough to right. even get to the point of having intercourse or just being touched. Mm -hmm. And so a helpful tip with that would be, um, you know, once you have spoken with your medical professionals, always want to get clear medical, especially when it comes to any type of illness or sickness. Speaking to your your medical professional to find out what your limitations are, bring your partner with you. Mm. It is so important. Now, granted, your PCP or whoever your doctor is may not be, you know, a sex doctor or a sex therapist or intimacy doctor but they're able to speak medically to say, these are the limitations. Here's where I'm comfortable with you doing X, Y, and Z, the length of time, how often, your range of motion, whatever it may be. Now that you both have this information together, there's no assumptions that are going to be made. And then together, you all can put an intimacy plan in place that will allow for the partner who is sick or ill to feel a part of what's going on and to feel beautiful, sexy, and engaged in what's going on. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. And bringing your partner in like that, it's creates such a bond. It does. Yes. Yes. It means you guys are working on it together, which is, Amazing. And it's wonderful. And to feed off of that, uh, my tip number nine is when intimacy goes wrong. So what happens when intimacy is bad and you don't feel satisfied? Neither one of you guys feel satisfied. And I got a call today and I hear this all the time. And sometimes uh, one partner, and I was just saying maybe a male partner, says to the other partner, you, you should know how to... Um, you should understand my body. You say to your male partner, you should understand my body. You should know what makes me have this or that. And the partner said, well, really, you should know, teach me because that's your body. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so there is truth in both of those statements. Number one truth is people out there listening, you should really know your body. Okay. It is not your partner's full job to understand everything about your body and what makes you feel wet, what gets you, you know, excited, what this or that. That is something you need to learn how to do um, or learn or start to touch your body. Do some self-pleasuring. Yes. It is um, discovery, which is very, very important. So that's definitely something that you need to do. Number two is kind of we've talked about is having a discussion. Being okay. And I know this is hard sometimes for ladies in their 20s or their 30s to say, 
hey, I don't like that, but I need more of this. You know, I need more touches around my left breast. You know, I'm sensitive around the nipples, or I like my right foot massage. It is okay to state your needs. Yes, ladies, you have two sets of lips. Don't just use one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you've got the top 10. What's the last one? So when intimacy goes wrong, one of the things I think of, especially having five of them here in this household, it could be when children are added to the equation. Oh, oh my gosh, five? <laughs> <laughs> oh my and, gosh um, yeah. I recently, recently saw a post I think my, my daughter shared it and it said you know I'm not she said something about she's not going to have children until someone can help her figure out why when a child is born the relationship changes right. and the reality is um, and a, a very helpful tip when it comes to children in your relationship is to speak about what you need when it comes to helping with the children. Mm -hmm. Because when we become parents, we go into parent mode, just like that. Right. We jump out of lover mode, spouse mode. We jump out of all other modes and we are parents first. And so we're hovering and we're trying to take care of this child who we're laser focused on where the other parent or the other, you know, partner may not be. Right. So at that point, you're looking at them like, well, you're no help. And I, I need to, I have to do everything on my own or the child becomes so dependent on one right. that there is no love time. There is no, I want to just be alone with my partner time anymore because there's this child in between us. Right. So a helpful tip would be to create boundaries mm -hmm. around yourself and your child, helping them to understand when the door is closed, we don't just walk in, we knock on the door, mm -hmm. helping them to understand and showing the affection between you and your partner so that they're not freaked out by seeing a kiss. And it makes you then say, oh my gosh, I don't want to kiss in front of them because I make my child feel uncomfortable. Um, so being affectionate, at least around your children, so that they're not so weirded out by any type of affection that you may show. Um, remembering that you are a man and a woman before you are anything else, before right. you are a parent, before you're a husband or a wife, before you are a spouse, you're a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. So keeping that in the forefront of your mind, setting boundaries at home right. and speaking about the things that you may need help with, especially when it comes to the early years in child, in the child. You know, if I got up last night with the baby all night for the next two days, I would like for you to do it. When you're able to trade off and help each other, then your bond together grows a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking when, with children, if they see you become affectionate with your partner, with their father, their mother, whatever, step parent, whatever, that helps them in their relationship as they get older. Because when yeah. I do a lot of couples therapy, 
I, I mean, one of the questions and one of the things that does come out is about affection. And the, many of them will say, well, no, I never saw my parents hug. I never saw them kiss, you know? And sometimes that is so important is that affection piece of hugging and kissing and that kind of stuff. So definitely. I have one more that I have to mention because I didn't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we got a bonus. <laughs> Um, when it comes to that full physical intimacy that we've been talking about, one of the most juiciest part of that physical intimacy is the emotional piece. Mm, yes. Yes. So we talked a little bit about communication, that emotional piece. For many um, females and, um, of course, for some men, that is critical, which means it's sharing your feelings because you can't share your feelings with any Tom, Dick, Susie, or Larry. But you should be able to feel, to share your feelings with your partner. And when you share your feelings and you become vulnerable, it's in that vulnerability space, magic happens. It really does. The sensual um, couples, the couple sensual class that I have, you know, I named it Mindfucked, which is P-H-U-C-K-E-D. Okay. Because we focus on the emotional part of it. Mm -hmm. you no, know, it's we don't speak our words. It's communicate with your emotions. Feel each other. Feel when your heart is racing. Feel when those palms get sweaty and you're touching each other. You know, feel how when you're able to, when you're being held and you relax, you know. And then at the end, talk about the emotion part of it, how to make you feel. That is so powerful. Yes. Awesome. All right. We gave them 11 tips and yes. <laughs> so when intimacy goes wrong, please listen to this. Think about it and work through it because intimacy is really important in a marriage. And especially uh, many people are in long-term marriages, such as you guys. And that intimacy is critical. Absolutely. And I'm just going to do a quick recap so that anyone who may be catching or, you know, jumping on late, those 10 things or reasons why intimacy could go wrong. We had number one was loss of erection. Two was stress. Three was having no energy. Four was anger. Five is when things just get boring or you're complacent. Six, having low libido. Seven was when life gets too busy. Eight was illness, including chronic illness. Number nine is not being satisfied. Ten is when children are introduced. And number 11, our bonus was that emotional piece. And if you listen to the replay, we talked about tips for overcoming all of what we just talked about. <laughs> yes. And thank you so much for recapping. Yes, definitely. Yes. And with all those tips, um, I know we are making a difference in the world. And when you're truly intimate with your partner, you feel so much more relaxed. Yeah. So much more calm, so much more peaceful and friendly, which of course affects every person you meet. So yes, yes it does. Yes, Ooh, it does. That was awesome. That was an awesome yes. show, and we have yes. plenty more shows like that coming up. So. Yeah. 
Um, so we want to thank everybody for, you know, hanging out with us and getting those 10 top 10 tips plus that bonus. And we welcome you to come back for some upcoming shows. So next week on January the 19th, we have, I like this, Mystical Secrets of Intimacy with David Green. On January the 26th, we have Monogamish or Monogamous with Brianna Carey. On February the 2nd, we have Nurturing Your Relationships and Yourself with Rachel Alls. And then on February the 9th, we have Design the Life You Love with Shana Francesca. Wow. Yes. Some great topics. Definitely. Well, this has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show. Please follow us or like us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much, Coach K. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Bringing Intimacy Back, where intimacy is real. You can also find us at bringingintimacyback.com, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Dr. April Brown's seventh book series, Improving Intimacy, is now on Amazon. We'll see you next Thursday at 3.30 p.m. Don't forget to follow, share, and subscribe.